Hello and welcome to another episode of Mortgage Influencers, where we bring you professionals who share insight into the latest trends, tips, industry technology, and services to help you be a mortgage influencer in your mortgage business. Yeah. Oh, that's a fancy, that's a fancy name. <laughs> Fancy person. Okay. <laughs> and uh, and we are live. So uh, so welcome, welcome, welcome to another Wednesday at Mortgage Video Mastermind. My name is Ginger Bell. I have Scott Shang with us today. Carl and Frank are uh, off location somewhere, um, but I'm excited. We have a special guest, Mr. Marshall Sparkman. So thanks for joining us. Hey, I'm so excited and- to be here. Yeah, so we're excited to have you on there. So um, I'll kind of lay the groundwork here. And then Marshall, we're just going to kind of really start asking questions as far as what you're doing. So um, Marshall's part of the Freedom Club. And uh, we were just conversing back and forth on some different conversations about content and, you know, videos and VA. And uh, we hopped on a call a while ago, and I learned about all the amazing things that Marshall is doing around VA and uh, and helping veterans, not just get into homes, but educating and educating realtors and, you know, changing that. And, you know, we've talked about that for a long, long time about how our industry really needs to help realtors understand the power, the benefits, the opportunities, all of those kind of things based around VA. And so Marshall is not just talking the talk, but he's truly walking the walk and doing that education and things like that. Um, so let's start with um, Marshall, you know, tell us a little bit about Marshall. I know, so where do you live and what's oh. your kind of VA area look like? That's a lot of times what- Well, and I'm curious, how did you, how did you find this niche? Because we okay. don't, we always say in the mortgage industry, nobody wanted to be in the mortgage industry. We always just ended up there. And I think it's the same thing for niches. You know, we don't always look for niches, but sometimes niches find us. And when yeah. you grab them and you run with it over time, you realize you've separated yourself so far from the pack. And then you really kind of, yeah, I'm curious to hear your story because once you get to that point where you're a content creator and an influencer, it really stands out how many people are not treating treating customers the way that we think they should be treated, right? If they knew the product, if they knew the the, the platform. So, yeah. So tell us more about you, you know, and, and how you found this niche. I want to write a book on customer service because I think it's a lost art, especially these days, right? But yes. um, it, it, so I was in the Air Force. Um, kind of all I wanted to do with my life. I grew up a, a juvenile delinquent. I was in a lot of trouble as a kid. And, uh, you know, my I'm a son of an alcoholic drug addict who was in and out of jail. And I was arrested eight times before or six times before the age of 18. Wow. So I was going down this, this terrible path. And then all of a sudden, like, I'm introduced to airplanes. And I think it's the coolest thing in the world. And then the Air Force. And, and so I enlisted. And then um, while I was in school, and then um, 9-11 happened and they came along and they're like, hey, we'll give you a full ride scholarship. If you want to become an officer? I'm like, well, yeah, well, sign me up. Where do I sign? <laughs> um, you know, so it was the greatest thing that ever happened in my life. I was going one way and then, you know, through the military, it's it's taken me a totally different trajectory. And I think um, it does that to every young man or woman that joins the military, pr- pretty much have the same story. Um, 
And when I got out, I was, uh, so when I got out, I was a young captain and I had uh, seven organizations under me. I had 423 guys, soldiers that I was an aircraft maintenance officer, right? So my job was to keep the aircraft in the sky. And um, I had a lot of, uh, a lot of command, which means I was over a lot of people. And I was used to presenting to people, teaching, uh, educating with love. Cause as an officer, like you have zero authority, like you've got bars on your shoulder and you've got rank and they've got to respect you, but you have zero authority of what those guys do out there. So you have to get, you have to develop a relationship where they trust you and they believe in you. And, and I had one, uh, one commander tell me once, he said, you know, a soldier will do something you tell him to one time because he has to, but he's probably not going to do a second or third time on his own. Um, so anyways, fast forward a little bit. Uh, I, I end up getting out of the military and um, I thought I was going to flip houses, right? So we were, uh, we, as soon as I get out, we find out we're pregnant with our third child. And we had just bought a house because my wife wanted to be back in Nashville, which is where I live. We're, we're, uh, we're both from here. And um, so I thought, well, I'm just going to flip houses. We had a little bit of money in the bank. So that was my grandiose plan. I was going to flip houses. And so I started networking with real estate investors, learning the investor world. And I went to a real estate investor meeting and they had, uh, it was a panel group and they had uh, three lenders on stage. This is back in 2008. Okay. So the, uh, the three lenders on stage, one was a subprime lender. The other one was a hard money lender. And the third, third one was this, this banker lady that worked at a, a local bank. And so the subprime guy and the hard money guy had their top button unbuttoned and the gold chains hanging out and they had Rolex on, they kind of had this swagger. <laughs> and then the lady from, uh, from the bank, she was all prim and proper in her suit. And then after the meeting, everybody just swarmed these guys. And my buddy that I was with, he was like, man, those are the guys making all the money. And I was like, yeah, I see that. So I had a buddy of mine that I played rugby with through college. And I was like, uh, I was like, Rick, tell me about this rugby, uh, tell me about this mortgage game. And he started laughing at me and he was like, Oh, I'll work. I'll work 20 hours a week and I'll make over a half a million dollars this year. And I was like, I didn't even know that existed. Right. So, um, I thought, well, what a, let me get some stability under me. Cause at this point I had no stability. We got another kid on the way. I need some steady income and, uh, let me get in the mortgage business. So, you know, with the third child on the way, we were on 10 care, which is the state, provided insurance. We were on food stamps. It was absolutely terrible. And I did the most logical thing possible. I took a job that's hundred percent commission. <laughs> I didn't know any better. So um, my first day on the job, we, used, we all went to a refi sweatshop sitting in cubicles and we called trigger leads. It was terrible. Uh, my first day on the job, I, 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 the very first phone call that I made was this couple that had been turned down by Countrywide and I was able to refinance them. And I remember mm-hmm. I went home, it was First call I ever made, I got a deal. It was just like God was there, like, you know, raining down. And I, the check, I don't remember how much it was, but I remember I took it home and I showed my wife and I was like, honey, look, it was it was as much money as I made an entire month as a, as a captain in the Air Force. And I was like, imagine if I could do two of these in a month. <laughs> so that was my mentality. Well, people started referring me uh, military guys. So uh, they were like, hey, you need to talk to this guy. He understands your lingo. You know, he'll, he'll help you out. So I, as any good soldier would do, I I literally printed off the guidelines and I would go home with my Sharpie and pen and I would just dork out in the VA guidelines. And I just wanted to know everything there was to know about it. Uh, Pretty much for my first deal, I kind of got that way. And then um, slowly 
I started calling on real estate agents. You know, I, I love a good realtor just as much as the next loan officer does. I love calling on them, right? We all love that. But uh, eventually they just started referring me and, and, and the niche sort of came to me. Uh, long story short, the answer to your question was as soon as the word got out that I was doing it, um, people just started referring me. And then I would go out and I would teach classes to the local real estate office. I say, listen, there's a lot of misconceptions about VA loans. Uh, if you don't mind, broker, I'm going to come in and and uh, I'll, I'll teach your agents for free. You know, we'll get somebody to bring in some lunch and we'll just teach you guys everything there is to know about the VA loan. And um, really, that's what that's what kind of put me on the map. And then um, I started doing a lot of video content I've, over the years. I've been doing a ton of videos because I realized that veterans just straight up don't understand the VA loan. Realtors don't understand the VA loan. Heck, yeah. most loan officers don't understand the VA loan. I get calls. It's going to sound braggadocious and I don't mean it that way, but I get calls from underwriters from other mortgage companies that I've worked with in the past that will ask me questions about <laughs> VA underwriters. They'll say, hey, what do you think about this? And I'm like, I'm supposed to be asking you these questions, right? But, um, you know, the VA loan is actually very simple. I think we overcomplicate it. Um, it's got its quirks and nuances, but, um, you know, I think just you've got to become a master at your craft with whatever you do, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, this is I, I I love this story because it it's it really is. It, I find so many content creators are guideline geeks. Like that's that the, <laughs> you you like if you switch out a couple of products, and and your story sounds so much like my story. Like I when I started originating, I I. I wasn't a salesperson. So I went into this dark room filled with bankers boxes of turndowns from all the other loan officers in our company. And I more than tripled the production of any other loan officer in our company for the next two years, only working the turndowns that they that that they didn't that they didn't couldn't figure out because I was a guideline geek. And I love the fact that you said that. And and you know, the the challenges with VA is that it's not black and white. VA requires you to understand the boundaries and then do what's best for the veteran within those boundaries. You're not going to find the answer. So any loan officer doing VA loans following answers is going to leave a lot on the table and is going to be, you know, giving people a lot of misinformation. So you said you you said this was 2008. So like you gate you got in right when everything was spiraling. I did. <laughs> I didn't fantastic. know any better. Honestly, it, I, was yeah. like, I was like, why are all these that. people getting out of the mortgage business? They're all getting out. Why? This is great. Like, how much money you can make. Yeah. yeah. And you did. And it sounded like you did well because everybody else's hair was on fire. And, 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 and that's so funny because, you know, Ginger and I talk about this a lot. You can take this market because I would call this market. I wouldn't call this market 2008, but it feels like it. Right. When if you're in the trenches, it feels like, oh, my gosh, what do I do? There's a lot of chaos and a lot of changes. But what you did to serve, what you did to thrive during that that time is exactly what loan officers need to be doing now, which is educating, creating content, being a master of your craft, learning the underwriting guidelines, and not just taking the easy path. Right when you get a per, when you get a challenge in front of you, I have a feeling you hunt that thing down until there's no rock to turn to turn over. Right? Yeah, there's nothing sexy about it. I mean, Man, it's just tenacity <laughs> and passion. 
You know, so let's I, talk about, I want to talk about the videos a little bit. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. I want to um, talk about the You videos. have been doing videos, Marshall, for a while, specifically on VA. And so what do you think? What are your, I mean, what's, what's the, the top videos that you've done? What's your thought process? Because I think people struggle yeah. with, where do I get started in creating the content? You know, yeah. I mean, uh, reading the guides, obviously, but we know those <clears> guides. It's like, my gosh, there's tons of different paths. So for someone, first of all, you know, what's your top video that you are aware of on your YouTube channel? My top video, I've got two. One is uh, how mm -hmm. veterans leverage the VA loan to buy investment properties. Uh, all my top videos are these super niche, like weird, like how to calculate mm -hmm. residual income. I mean, it's like weird stuff. Um, and that's my top. My second top one is uh, how to the new construction process. So we're talking about one-time closes and how to do that. It's huh. just, you know, the, the top videos are super niche. It's, it's weird the way yep. that that works out. And you make videos. So you, your videos, you very much gear towards an audience, which again, that's the other thing. And especially if we're talking about veterans, because, you know, you have two different audiences when you're creating videos, right? We have our consumers that we're talking to about what they need to know. So if you're making a video specifically for veterans, you're going to have a conversation with them, what they need to know. But I also think, and what you've done very well is that other lane, which is the videos specifically for realtors. Yeah. And those are made differently and you focus on those differently. And I know when we went through your YouTube channel, um, we could clearly see what you had as far as the two. So we actually recommended you put into the playlists and yeah. to categorize. And a lot of people miss that on YouTube because you put all your things together. And what I like to see um, is to have those separated. So making your videos to your target audience and you can separate those out in your YouTube channel into playlists. So yeah. tell me, walk me through the process. Was, You're uh... going to make a video for consumer, for realtor. Well, that was very eye-opening for me when you helped me organize my YouTube channel. You're like, oh, you need to get these in playlists because everything was, <laughs> my, my complaint about YouTube was you put all this content out there and there's no way for people to search it or mm -hmm. there's no way it's not categorized, yeah. but through playlists, you can absolutely do that. So uh, my thoughts are we do two types of videos. So we do vertical because you're supposed to be doing those, right? The short form. Um, yep. Yeah. The short videos are usually consumer direct and I just get financial tips. I jokingly call it tips from dad. I think that's my uh, latest hashtag if, if on TikTok and that kind of stuff. So that's the way I look at it. It's like I'm, I want to I want to teach these young kids because you know my daughters are in high school about to graduate and stuff, and I'm like all their friends are following me, and it's kind of funny. And I'm like, okay, I need to be teaching them stuff their dad's not teaching them about finance. So that's kind of the way I, I look at it. it. I feel like I'm teaching my daughter's boyfriends or their friends, you know, because yeah. that's my audience on the younger generation. Um, so, but yeah, I have one that's client direct, that's focused. I'll give you another super easy. If you want to dominate YouTube, like I live in Nashville and I typed, I got on YouTube and I typed in real estate Nashville. There's one realtor. It's got a couple videos and there's some invest, uh, other companies from out of state that are advertising, whatever. They're not even in real estate. They were popping up top and getting all the views on real estate Nashville. I'm like, how easy is it? to go hyper local on YouTube. Okay. So like, here's another, I'll, I'll give this away, get on tube buddy or whatever it is. And, and YouTube, the analytics will tell you exactly what people are searching in your state, in your area, do a video on that. And then you're going to guess what 
So we, I typed in VA loan Nashville yesterday. There are 2,000 people a month that are searching for VA loans in Nashville. Guess what? They're about to see my pretty face on there, right? Like, I don't know if they're going to get a loan or if they're just kicking tires, but I'm about to have 2,000 people a month that I'm hyper-targeting on YouTube. My problem as a broker is I'm not licensed in every state. So YouTube, I'll get people call me all the time from yeah. California asking me questions on VA loans. I'm like, you know, I'd love to help you. But the fact is you need to call, you know, get on, uh, you Go know, Scott. Some website and find those guys. Yeah. So <laughs> the then uh, the realtor direct, the realtor content, I'm very intentional about putting out realtor content. So what I do, um, I do whatever the hot topics I read, Housing Wire, all the different news website, Live Wire, whatever the sites are. I stay abreast and then I just give realtors updates. Usually I'll put it out on, on the social media. And then once a week, my uh, marketing genius that works with me full time, she takes those videos and puts them in a newsletter and we send them out to realtors on Fridays at 8 a.m. Cool. And, uh, you know, just kind of keeping them in the loop of what's going on. Now, you had mentioned um, your vertical videos and I, I see on your YouTube channel, you're using shorts. Um, are you are you using are you taking that same video and putting that on TikTok or are you recording? Because you mentioned TikTok. Are you are you pretty active on TikTok and are you creating separate content for each really channel? Question. I'm trying to figure that out. I don't think we TikTok all are. is going Yeah, I don't know that TikTok is ever going to get you any business. Like there's some guys that are TikTok famous in the mortgage business and uh, you can see them on TikTok and then you type, you type in MMI or whatever, look at their production. They're not closing anything. Right. Um, you know, they may be someday, there may be something to it in the future. I think it's a long-term game. I think you're shooting for a demographic. Well, like, likes aren't loans. Likes aren't loans. That's what we've always said about content. Traffic doesn't matter. Views don't matter if you're not converting that traffic. I mean, if you're not getting some sort of termination point, because especially you with your level of expertise, if you're just, it, it, you know, if, if, if they're not able to get to you, and th this is actually a question that I, that I, I want to have, because one of the biggest challenges I had over the years was getting that traffic, that YouTube traffic into your hands. So like, what, what calls to action are you using? Um, how are you finding that, that consumers are engaging with you when they're seeing these videos? Well, I don't, here's the thing. I mean, the fact is, the people are going to buy a house once every five or 10 years or whatever the, whatever the stats are. But I don't want to come across pushy or salesy. I just no. want to come across as a subject matter expert. And when they need something, they're going to be like, Hey, that one guy, he knows that's who we need to call. So, you know, my call to action is uh, I probably need to do a better job at that. Ginger, we got to work on that. <laughs> but you know, my call to action is I give them a, a, a link back to my website and, you know, then go on there and fill out a short form okay. or long form or whatever they want to do. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I've, I've, I know um, people have had, um, we've had a lot of luck with Calendly, like, because, because it's a, it's a, um, remember if they're, they're at their highest point of motivation while they're watching your video. And if you're not going to give them direct access to you, because you don't know when they're watching it, um, try throwing a Calendly link in there and see if they're booking, booking calls with you. Um, just you as a, just as another way. We can test it too. So we did this with Danny. And so he's finding, and it's funny because people are making the appointment from the Calendly link and it's coming at like two or three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And so they won't fill an application out, mm. right? Right. They're not, I mean, they're not ready for that. And, and I think they think of it as kind of like making that doctor's appointment or that dentist appointment. It's like, you just... 
you don't go to the hospital and say, I'm having surgery today if you don't know what the problem is, right? And so you make that appointment. What you can do is you can make different Calendly links and name them different things. And so we're doing that with some clients where we're testing out different platforms. Mm -hmm. Then you can see where they're coming from. So, you know, for Danny and Danny, TikTok has worked really well with him. I know he has specifically closed eight loans through TikTok because he's tracked where they're coming from, but he's posting a lot too. So you have to stick with it. But that's the thing I would do, Marshall, is I would get some different Calendly links and name them and then test them based on, you know, what you're doing. And if you're doing a Facebook ad post or something like that. And and Marshall, your instincts are 100 percent accurate. It's it, it And this is one of the challenges over the last 10 to 15 years, while you were learning the mortgage industry, big call center lenders and lead generation companies were training consumers that the way that you get questions answered about a mortgage is that you fill out a form on the internet and it goes into a black hole. But the, the reality is consumers are online because they have questions about the mortgage and they just, they're just looking for somebody that can answer that question for them. I I'm, I'm a hundred percent on board with you. I don't do calls to action. I do calls to engagement. If you would like, if you have further, other questions, here are two ways that you can reach out to me. I'm happy to answer any questions that you have. I, I think you absolutely nailed it with, with that part of it. And it also really makes it, it makes it evergreen and it speaks to your character because when yeah. people are watching your videos, they're assessing your character and your personality and they're immediately going, wow, this guy cares. Like you can, you can tell this is the first time you and I have met and I can tell you're a passionate, caring person just by the way you talk about this stuff. And it comes across, it comes across on the videos. So yeah. And, and boy, there, there are no geographic boundaries on, on content, right? Like I, I learned, I learned that pretty quick. It's like all of a sudden, no, I don't do business in Guam. I don't know how to help you there. <laughs> and I think I think people a lot of times when they hit those, I, I do have Calendly on my on my YouTube, and and we've got a very low percentage of people sh- actually showing up to the appointments rate. I think it's like oh. less than ten percent. And what oh. I've learned is people they want an answer right then and there on the spot. And you're right; they usually do hit your mm-hmm. YouTube site at midnight. Um, but here's another interesting thing: is like I, we're going through this right now. You know, I've got part of me going out on my own and opening my own broker shop was I wanted to be in control of my own marketing and I didn't want corporate compliance telling me how to market by God. And so I built out this super, so I chose be in touch and we built out this super sweet, like follow-up process. So if a lead comes in, we're not losing them and we're going to stay in touch with them. And I had somebody recently, uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, this lady responded and she was like, I didn't sign up for your everlasting. I just, you know, everlasting, text and email campaign. I just needed to ask you a question. And I was like, you are absolutely right. Like I personally, I don't want to be on your everlasting email or text message. I just need to know about this, you know, like, and, and I feel like if, if you just give people that answer that they need and then stay in touch in a genuine way, not a pushy way, not a like do business with me now, just like, Hey man, just remember I'm here. Here's what's going on. If you need me, let me know. I think if you just come through as a, in a cool manner, you know, especially the younger generation, they're a lot more receptive to that other than the hard clothes, like, 
uh, you send them a text message, you know, once a week, like, are you ready to do your application? No, man. Hold up, dude. Like, I think that's right. But but very similar to what you do with the real estate agents. If you send the videos, two or three videos you did last month, monthly to your entire database and say, hey, here's some videos I did last month. I don't know if any of this is, it would interest you. You're staying in touch and you're, you're reminding them that you're a problem solver. And that's another thing that we always talk about. The content is you're not, you're not always solving you're, you're you're not always solving the specific problem of the person that's watching the video but you are exhibiting your, yourself as a problem solver you're demonstrating that you are a problem solver in every single video you're like here's this crazy weird thing because the the niche things are the are the are the weird things for for me it's it was manual underwriting like, 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 don't take no for an answer. Like those videos go crazy for me. And because there's so many, there's so many companies that claim to be veteran focused that have credit score limitations and they don't do manual underwriting. And, and so those get, they get churned a lot. And so there's a lot of those people looking for second opinions on the internet and they just type in a little bit more detailed question. And that's where you're getting that traffic from is because they probably talked to a call center and they realized the depth of their problem a little bit more. So they added a few more keywords and then your content is pop. You did the, you did a video about that exact, that exact thing. And you don't know what they're searching for either. My interestingly enough, and I do videos on a lot of different topics. My number one video on my YouTube channel is interview with an underwriter. Yeah, a bit. That's fantastic. And there's no hashtags. There's nothing that I've put done to push SEO. And that is, I've had thousands and thousands and thousands of views on that. It's just an interview with an underwriter. So you don't know what they want as far as their answers, you know, their questions and answers. I think going client direct is so difficult and you're up against people spending so much money. I think for a loan officer, it's easier to go after the realtors. Um, I think it's easier to go after them being a subject matter expert in one field. You know, they say, get rich in your niche. You know, there's a guy here locally that specializes in, uh, and um, rehab loans, you know, 203k loans. And yeah. I mean, that guy just crushes it, man. But that's his thing. Like, there's another guy here in town, he specializes in the, the uh, Egyptian and Arab community and just mm-hmm. absolutely demolishes it, owns that niche, man. So I think you've got to find your niche. You've got to own it. The realtors all need to know who you are and what your specialty is. And the thing is, what I learned is realtors won't send me all their business. But they will send me a VA loan because they know I'm not going to screw it up. They know I know what I'm doing. So, and I'm like, hey, if you just send me one type of deal, I'm totally okay with that because there's enough well, of you guys. They can around. blend in some others though, because then you start building that relationship. So, if you start right. with that niche and they can go into others, you know, when I first started in the industry as an account executive in wholesale, I worked at Argent and our niche was bank statements, manufactured homes. And I'm in Oregon. And so I was known for manufactured homes. And it's funny, it honestly, less than 10% of my pipeline was manufactured homes. That's funny. But I mean, my clients, you know, they knew, honestly, I would go into an office and there would be, all of their files would be stacked up on the conference room table and I would get first look. And I knew everybody else's Mm -hmm. guidelines. And so I'd be like, that's a countrywide, that's Mm -hmm. this, that's that. So when you know your guides, and you can talk about them. So being a guideline geek is a great thing to do right now and to get into that niche. 
you hit, you hit a good point. My business is 70-30. It's 70% VA. So that means 30% of my business, yeah. which equals a lot of money, you know, in, in my household every year to my family, 30% of my business, I'm not even asking for it. I'm not prospecting for it. It's coming to me from those realtors that I'm developing, you know, developing relationships with. Yeah, that's what I was that's what I was gonna ask is is how often when they send you a VA loan and they see how you do business and they're like and and they're and then they start sending you more and more business and non-VA loans. That's or do my you goal. think that they pigeon do you think that they pigeonhole you? Do you think sometimes they think they should only send you yeah, VA? That's a very good question because I was I had fear, I was very fearful about that for years before I went all in. But I'll tell you what, when I decided to go all in with that niche and let realtors know that's my niche it was a game changer for my life. So I would say, go, just pick it, go all in. Don't worry about it. It'll come. Uh, that very good question though. And then yes, they do pigeonhole you. Um, some of them do, but the ones that are like, man, this guy rocks his team. Our average clear to close right now is 12 days. I mean, like, why would they not want to, as long as I'm nice to them and don't be a jerk, you know, be nice. And my team is nice and we don't drop the ball very often, you know, it does happen. But uh, you know, I think if you just, if, if you go at it and do your best to all these realtors, they will send you the other yeah. stuff, but you will get pigeonholed too. And, and that, I'm totally okay with that. Like, like I said before, even if you don't send me anything, but you send me your VA stuff, I'm cool with that. Yeah. And, and I know we're coming up on the top of the hour here, but I, it, what you say about educating realtors is so important. And we take for granted the fact that because they're in the real estate industry, we assume they understand the loan side. So few realtors have any clue on anything about the loans. I've had realtors ask if we do refi loans. It's like, I'm a lender. We do all loans. <laughs> like it, it's, it's our like, job to educate them. And I think as loan officers, correct. we do a terrible job at that. Yeah, no, correct. Correct. Because, it, and, and sometimes I think loan officers get frustrated because they don't understand loans and maybe they don't, they act like they don't want to understand loans, but it's important. And when you can go in there and let them know that you're the person that they can lean on if they have any questions about this topic, but man, I, I really, really commend you for, 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 having the guts to take that niche and just going all in on it. I think it's absolutely brilliant. And, and I've seen it work over and over again. And, and you're not limited to one niche. You, you right. may, you, you may decide to make a second niche, those VA construction loans. It's still under the VA hood, but now you're just focusing on construction loans. But I, I, I love this because it just, it reinforces you know, sometimes when you're out there just creating content and you're not talking to other content creators, you're like, well, I'm not sure if I'm doing good or not. Um, it, you're, you're, you're doing amazing. There's always things that you can do to grow it. But um, every step of the way, uh, every decision you've made is just just spectacular. I really commend you for for taking that because it doesn't always work right away. Right. <laughs> I mean, you have to work at it for a while before it starts to get momentum. And then when it gets momentum, you're like, whoo, this is this is nice. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to get to spend some more time with Marshall. Marshall and I are working on a couple Yay. of projects I'm super excited about. So um, we're going to yeah. be back on. And then, of course, Marshall's in Nashville, our hosting town for the next Freedom Club. We'll see you in November. So, uh, so we will definitely spend time together in November. So Marshall, thank you so much. I always, always love our time that we spend together. I mean, truly. Um, and Scott, I knew you guys were just like two peas in a pod. 
<laughs> Absolutely. So you I love what you're doing. <laughs> okay, great. You guys have a great day. Thanks so much. And we will see you next Wednesday. And uh, I have a special, I'm confirming our special guest for next week, uh, this afternoon. So I'll let you know. Oh, so you're not going to let us know. I know we got some good ones coming. We up. have, I have, I tell you what, we are booked almost now all the way through the end of October. So uh, we've got some really exciting guests. So Marshall, thank you so much for joining us. Thank we you guys. It. Thanks, Marshall. Okay. Yeah. Bye. Bye.